Hello there, and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Lucasfilm Limited conversation podcast. That's right. Today we are talking Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I am, of course, BC here with my co-host Adam B. How's it going, BC? It's going good. It's going good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, of course, you know, usually we're talking uh, we're talking Star Wars, but uh, mm-hmm. we we can certainly make an exception for a Lucasfilm limited production and and anything with Harrison Ford. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I I'm. I don't watch a lot of things in my life, BC, but uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time with Dr. Jones. Uh, so maybe that's a good place to start, BC. Um, I love it. I, I don't really know your your history with Dr. Jones uh, with Indiana Indiana Boy. I'm a little tired, BC. Hey. <laughs> I'm working it hey, out over here. I just got hey, my coffee. Right. Words are hard. We'll figure it out. Um, my history with Dr. Jones is... is not too dissimilar, I feel like, from my history with Star Wars, where I feel like it's it's almost always been there. Like, I feel like I was exposed to Indiana Jones at a very young age, either on a VHS or a replay on television when I was really young. Um, so I don't remember, like, my first, like, time watching it, but I remember being uh, totally into whatever it was that I was watching. And I mean, the thing that immediately sticks out to me is like the iconography of of the hat and the bullwhip, you know, like being two of the coolest things that I'd ever seen in my young life. Um, I do remember being really freaked out by Temple of Doom as a child, uh, specifically like eating the monkey brains like that Temple of Doom. I probably saw when I was a smidge too young. Like, I feel like I, I probably saw Raiders or even Last Crusade first. I'm not sure. But then I, I remember seeing Temple of Doom and being like, I don't like this one as much. And yeah. my parents were like, it's okay. It's okay. It's a movie. They're not really eating monkey brains. Um, so those are those are like my earliest memories. But, uh, you know, have have never strayed from the way of of always being willing to rewatch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or Last Crusade at literally any given moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I rewatched the the original three within the last like week and a half just to get ready. Sorry, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We fans. watched that together recently. So I we feel did like watch that together, and it, and it, we're it was fresh basically on just, a, and that was the first time I saw it. And it was just like a dunk fest on how bad that movie was. Um, I feel like I owe it like one more chance, but I don't have high hopes for it being good in any way um but I, yeah i i feel like um you know a lot of people are asking the question is this indiana jones or is crystal skull um which one of these indiana jones are uh which is better than the other um and mm-hmm. i think it's a mm-hmm. i think it's a valid question i have some a lot of problems with crystal skull of course but i do like i like the first chunk of that movie a lot um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i my history with Indiana Jones is similar. I was too young to watch Raiders for a while. Knew it was one of my dad's favorite movies. So when I finally got to watch it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch Temple of Doom for some years after that. Um, and Last Crusade is the first movie I ever bought with like my own money. I like nice. did chores to get the $10 copy at, at Walmart. <laughs> and um, Amazing. 
Uh, that's probably my favorite Indiana Jones. After rewatching them, I even rewatched Temple of Doom, which I almost never watch. Uh, yeah. I found a lot more to like in it this time around, but uh, not my favorite one uh, no. for for many different reasons. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I'm a yeah. huge fan. I, I mean, Harrison Ford is my uh, my you know movie star growing up. That's the person I watched growing up being like, this is a cool, this is what a cool man is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, well, part of what I love about Dial of Destiny coming out, it's just like, we get to have renewed, like, Harrison Ford discourse around, like, uh-huh. he's, like, the best movie star of all time, right? Like, you know, it's, if not the top, he's, he's one of the most iconic faces in the history of cinema, which is no small feat like if you think about franchise acting he's got star wars and indiana jones like yeah. he is and just tossing he, a little blade runner on the side why not yeah <laughs> a, a little a little something special for you too and yeah he's gonna be doing uh something for marvel like whatever like cash your check is as you're easing into the twilight i guess you know <laughs> um but it just just insert like He's got the Jack Ryan movies, you know, he's got Clear and Present Danger and uh, The Fugitive. When was the last time you watched The Fugitive? That movie slaps. It's Pretty so rad. good. Yeah, um, I watched just... I watched a clip of Harrison Ford being like, they were asking about The Fugitive and uh, he was like, you know, I, I don't really look at my movies as action movies. I, I look at them as movies that have action in them. I'm like, no, The Fugitive is pretty much an action movie. Last time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's... Things a straight uh, up chase action yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard some, I forget some other podcasts I heard, but it's like, I think it was actually James Mangold talking about Harrison Ford. It's like he approaches that, you know, knowing what it is, but it's all in service of the story. So it's like he knows what the story needs and he's just like uniquely fitted for genre, like big genre movies, which has made him like such a big part of like my movie going life that you know he you, you see him on the screen and it resonates like immediately he's just the coolest dude that you can see on a big screen even when he's 80 years old in the dial of destiny that's i i i like that harrison ford i like that i grew up in a uh in a brief period of time kind of i guess not not in between running simultaneous with like the bodybuilder craze but mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is kind of a normal-looking guy, and in his yes. physique, I mean, he's shirtless in Temple of Doom, and like he's been doing some exercises, right? But yeah. it's not—it's not where we are now. Or I feel like when I see an action hero on screen, it's almost always like someone I can't—I can't relate to at all, and that they spend like twenty hours in the gym all day. Right? Well, it's like, like, like he in the you know late 70s pushing into the 80s it did become like Schwarzenegger and Stallone and dudes who were just which totally I love. yeah which uh, to be fair is good time. fun as hell <laughs> but it's like I do have a much harder time relating to an action hero that's like jacked out of their mind as opposed to like Harrison Ford who's oh, definitely a fit dude but it's not like ripped to shreds and built to hell you know what I mean like yeah. he does look like he looks like a carpenter. He looks like a good-looking dude who was pulled out of the woodworking shop, and they're like, hey, you should be a movie star. And he's like, okay. And, uh, you know, and there he there he was, and there he has been, uh, basically, since, you know, he first appeared on screen. That's 
My my big thing with discussing the Dial of Destiny VC is uh, uh, I'll go ahead and say I have it's not my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Uh, I didn't come out of the theater being like, woohoo, <laughs> they, they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know. I I've led this uh, charmed life of having a lot of already like nostalgia stuff thrown my way. I've I'm in that marketing period where advertisers want my money. You know, like whatever eighteen yeah. to thirty five or whatever. Not for much yeah. longer. Um, yeah. But we are reaching the twilight of kind of where that's even an option for us, right? Like Harrison Ford's Damn. not going to last forever. Our our filmmaking heroes aren't going to last forever. Um, and so I'm really uh, there. There are a lot of things that I do like about the movie, uh, mm-hmm. and even when I was sitting there watching it, I was trying to remember. You're not going to get this again, man. Like try to yeah. try to enjoy enjoy this. Um, I understand if people being completely cynical about it, reasons to be that way too. But sure. um, you know, it's it's been a weird thing to get new Indiana Jones and new Star Wars and new whatever. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy I got to go see it. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm definitely happy I got to go see it and like I mean just going into it like I had I'd say a really open mindset after like it got trashed at the Cannes yeah, Film yeah. Festival. <laughs> was like people in Cannes were like this is not good. Yeah. And I was like all right, okay. Maybe don't premiere Dial of Destiny at the <laughs> most like hoity-toity film <laughs> festival you possibly can. Um but like whatever like i also didn't have expectations like this is going to be as good as raiders of the lost ark no. this is going to be the you know the epitome of action filmmaking i thoroughly expected this to be like 21st century version of indiana jones which is exactly what it was um and there's a lot that i liked about it there's a lot that i was like this kind of stinks but like it's the pace at which almost all indiana jones movies move doesn't give you a lot of time to be like let me really think about the logic of some of this stuff which i i like that it's just like hey just go for the ride like that that's what all these stories are it's just like a thrill ride you know i just felt the ride was to be a that way. too long where i was yeah. thinking about it sometimes when we had when we had old man indiana jones riding a golf cart for 20 minutes like i was like you know there's there's a lot of that where i was like all right can Would we you- keep Keep moving here. Would you rather cut Ticker Tape Parade, Scuba with the Eels, or like five minutes of chasing at any given point? Oh, I'll cut any of the other chases for the the Indiana Jones riding a horse around uh, in the okay. city. I thought that was great. Um, okay. All right. I would cut. I would cut the golf cart. Uh, in where were they? They were in Spain somewhere. Something. Morocco, yeah, <laughs> North Africa. Oh, well, uh, yeah, whatever the 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 scooter chase was. That's my that's yeah. my least favorite, I think. So um, let's do this. We, we've already started uh, jumping into the movie. Let's let's start with what uh, maybe the hardest part, uh, the initial jump for me, which is the beginning of this movie. Yeah, where we where we go back in time to 1944 is we're we're questing for uh, another MacGuffin, the the lance of Longinus, or the spear that stabbed Christ, whatever whatever it is. <laughs> uh, so we're off on that particular adventure, and we've got a thoroughly de-aged Harrison Ford on screen with a 
thoroughly not de-aged Harrison Ford voice coming out of this <laughs> computer puppet's mouth uh, was very jarring for me. I was a wild place to start because I was already coming in knowing there was going to be de-aged Harrison yeah. Ford and trying yeah. to like be okay with that because I don't I don't like watching it. Um, no, I don't. It, it doesn't work for me. Um, so I was like, uh, try to enjoy this. Uh, there's gonna yeah. be big chunks of D.H. Harrison Ford, and I'm looking at him like, ah, oh, yeah, this maybe this will be interesting. And then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all oh, right, that's that's not the indie voice I remember, <laughs> right? Which um, I don't have any problem with Harrison Ford sounding like an old man as an old man, but sounding like an old man as a not old man, it's a little guess... a little weird. It's so weird. I mean. I do hate it. Like, you know, like I, like, I really do hate it. Like, I hate, I hate Grand Moff Tarkin. Yep. I hate seeing computer face Luke Skywalker yep. in everything. Computer face Carrie Fisher in Rogue One. I think they're all terrible. I can't believe like, they keep, they keep doubling down on this tech. Like, this is a, a long chunk of the movie. Very um, long. There are parts of it, like, it, like, to their credit, there are parts of it where, like, it's believable enough, but, like, we obviously know, like, that's not what he looks like. Like, I can't get over the hurdle in my mind. It's like, okay, yeah, that's definitely just CGI that's happening. Like, some of the train jumping wide shots, like, that looks like crap. Well, the the Um, pull out, when they pull out and he's running across the train, because I I went with my wife, and she enjoyed this movie, had a good time. Uh, The only thing that I heard her audibly laugh at, though, is we pull out, we get the title card, we get the theme song, and it's just like... He's running across the train. It's just a CG model where he's yes. he's still running as if he's an old man, kind of. Yes, but it's, it's all horrific. CG. I, yeah, don't no, under, it's, I don't understand. It's, it's truly, truly bad. But there, I will say, there are times when it's like, okay, I can see the like the the effect is working. You know what I mean? It's like I can picture this looks, story in my head. Like right, I can. That, that looks like a young dude. But that as soon as he opens his mouth, I'm like. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's old ass Harrison Ford. Amazing. No, nothing against you for being old Harrison Ford, but it's like that's yeah. an old voice coming out of a computer mouth. And it's just like it it fundamentally doesn't work for me. Yeah. And it makes me long for like anything else. The days the days of like when when we used to make movies in this country. Yeah. <laughs> like like when in the wide shot, I bring this up all the time as one of my favorite things just to reference in film the wide shot in Raiders of the Lost Ark after he's had the like the duke him out with that huge guy who gets chopped up by the plane yeah yeah and then they just start blowing shit up yeah like they blow the setup in a wide shot while people are running out of frame I don't know if it's Harrison Ford or his stunt double but you see a dude like running for his life because they're blowing shit up around them they cut to Belloc like, and there's like an explosion close enough to them that you know you could feel yeah. the fire <laughs> like I'm like this is when we made movies you know when we almost killed people <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, I, that's my big it, takeaway from this whole experience is just what I love most about Indiana Jones is how visceral the action can seem like yes. without it being like rated R action it feels yeah. like violent and impactful yes. and this will just never be for me movies like this will never be for me um, 
where it's all CG all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I haven't watched a ton of the Marvel stuff. Yeah, is um, I'm willing to put up with it for my Star Wars or for my Indiana Jones. But I don't think it's ever going to work for me. I'm always going to be an old man watching Last Crusade being like, did you see him jump on the tank? It's incredible. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just just old old man on the lawn shaking shaking my fist at the sky, um, ruining, ruining the day. But uh, we did get yeah. this 30-minute CG action, action sequence. I was doing my best to enjoy it. Um, but I was I was also like we're gonna get out of this. So what I'm really looking yes. forward to is coming after. Like, fine, let's do I, this intro. I'm ready for old man Harrison Ford on the screen. Um, and I gotta say, it's a funny cut to him being like grizzled, half naked in his chair, and waking up to the Beatles' magical mystery tour. And then he <laughs> yeah, stands yeah. up, and you're like, Harrison Ford is ripped as hell for an 80 year old man. This is uh, it's it's both like um. It's wonderful to not see them shy away from like he's an eighty-year-old man, um, yeah. And it's also like, yeah, I hope I I've got like visible muscle mass when I'm eighty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it, it's really smart too. I love the shot for a couple reasons, but uh, I think the thing I like the most about it is that one, hey, it's a good-looking old man. But two, it's like it 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 lends into the, like, hey, you know, he's about to be doing a bunch of crazy shit in this movie that. We need to somewhat believe in so yeah. The fact that he does still have like muscle mass on his body and looks like he's in shape does help sell that he's like capable of adventuring again. Like it makes sense that that's what they cut to is like, yeah, he's old, but he could probably still. But he's uh, got kind of a niggy pop vibe. Yeah, he, <laughs> he could definitely rock with the Stooges if he had to. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's also just not enough old body representation where you get that kind of yeah. like, what's going to happen to me? Where you, you squish down and your rib cage <laughs> kind of pops forward yeah, and yeah, like, you, know, you like, go, you ex- like your body starts expanding in ways you didn't yeah, think it would. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm used to getting wider, but not going, like, outward with my actual <laughs> yeah. skeleton. It started to happen to me already, BC. <laughs> like, I, I'm noticing, like, the weird old man chest forming. <laughs> it's yeah. like... Just, like, growing out. And yeah. like, what's happening to my torso? <laughs> yeah, he rocks it, though. He looks good. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciated it. Um because I don't feel like it goes out of its way to be flattering. It is presenting no. an old man as an old man. And that's yeah. my favorite things through the movie are presenting an old man as an old man. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he wakes up, he goes, bangs on his neighbor's door. Tell him, stop playing the Beatles. They're yeah, like, you can't play the Beatles. It's moon day, bro. <laughs> you got you to celebrate the moon day. Times they are changing, man. How do you feel uh, about this? Um, how do you feel they did the period justice? Uh, because obviously in, in other Indiana Jones movies, we got these... They're supposed to be like, you know, serials, so they're not striving to be super realistic, um, and neither yeah. is this. Um, I know that parade was real or whatever, but... Um, yeah. It's a little... I mean, in terms of how, how it's rendered on screen? Yeah, just as like, oh, we of course, his next... His next door neighbor's house is full of like hippies smoking pot and listening yeah. to the Beatles. I don't, I don't you know, like that's a little on the nose, but I don't know. It's fun, I guess. It's definitely, I don't know. It's fun, but to me, again, like a lot of this is a lot of my gripes with the movie do come down to the like 
I just don't love CGI. You know what I mean? I understand the necessity of it. Like it, it costs a 10 times more to go out and recreate a block of New York city as like a period piece and dress everybody in costumes and you know, all that sort of stuff. Cause this movie was $300 million. (laughs) It was $300 million. It's expensive. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. It was pricey. But like it just in terms of all of the the legwork that goes into it, I mean, I, I mean, there's a reason that Hollywood does it this way, and it's because it costs them less money. You know what I mean? It's yes. like I do just wish the time and effort was taken to to do this, which is why, like, I resonate with like indie movies that go out of their way to be like, we're gonna be a period movie. We're not gonna be huge, and it's not gonna be big, but like, we'll pay attention to the detail. I think I think it's rendered fair enough. But I, I still like bump up against the fact it's like, yeah, but it's all just like computers and green screens. And yeah, I mean, there are some there are some shots in the movie that are are cool, but there's nothing as iconic as as like Indiana Jones walking like and it's his silhouette on the top of the sand in Raiders, you know, and it's like yeah. that's a perfect shot from Spielberg. Like there's no there's no single shot in this movie that even comes close no. To the cinematography in the in the original movies. The, the biggest improvement over Crystal Skull for me was this one did have murder and violence. Um, there's yeah. some good murder and violence. A um, lot of murder in this movie. It was. By the way. It made me. It made me happy because Crystal Skull Indiana Jones doesn't shoot his revolver off once. Yeah. He like. Yeah. I, and part of the the fun of these movies to me is the like. It's the violence. It's like, yeah. oh, like the, the the opening. My favorite part of that opening sequence was when they blow up the the train gun and the gun's all crooked and it starts just yeah, blowing just... people off the side of the train. I was like, yeah. okay, I could get get down for this. And there is a fair amount of gore and violence, and Indy gets to shoot some guns at people. Um, but yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing even close to a Raiders or a Last Crusade, you know sequence for me in this um and part of it is just because it's it's all fake it's all yeah it's all a cartoon um i do want to shout out the sound design for all the punches i watched Mm. this in adobe dolby atmos theater those punches still pack a wallet baby i love the sound effect of a nice a nice indiana jones punch thrown um the the there was i would say a I don't know if it's a surprising, but a lot of a lot of more murdering than I would have suspected. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get into so once he goes into like we get him like teaching, and we go into sort of the next segment of the movie, and he's like in Hunter College, which is where he's been working for the past decade. Uh, Not the one uh, spoiler, he used to work. Spoiler at. warning, everybody, we're spoiling this movie. By the way, yeah, uh, yeah. His son Mutt is dead. Uh huh. His wife. Marion has left him. He's depressed. He's working at Hunter College. He's things aren't going well for our hero. And we see kind of like his 10 year anniversary. They give him a clock. And, you know, it's like it's all of like the depressing stuff of being in in the academic department and you're aging out and all this sort of stuff. And, and we get this like the 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 dial of destiny. The MacGuffin comes into play here where. Uh, Helena, Helena. His goddaughter, um, uh-huh. played by the wonderful Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Bridges, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is her name, um, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, comes in and they're talking about this the the dial of destiny that he is 
procured at the end of the opening sequence and is thought to have been destroyed. But guess what? No, it's lurking beneath some artifacts in Hunter College. She's after it um, for, uh, you know, capitalist reasons. I get it. She wants to make some she wants to make some cheddar. Um, But we get the, the Nazi. Hey, the Nazi force is always after us. Uh, the Nazi forces like converge on the college, and the most shocking murder is when yeah. they just straight up shoot the like secretary when she's like, "Hey, what are you doing chasing after Indiana Jones and in, in our you know archives?" Boom, murdered. I was like, "Damn, that was cold blooded." It's pretty intense, and not only that, but we yeah. get in this movie several times what we never really get from Indiana Jones, aside from with Marion. Uh, it's like. You know, Indiana Jones is like, oh fuck, this is fucked up. <laughs> like this yeah. is this is my my poor, you know, like this yeah. this person who worked in this office with me has been murdered. Like, and he's She's affected murdered. by it. <laughs> Another colleague is murdered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Helena escapes with the Dial of Destiny. I I don't know how much we need to follow the MacGuffin of it, but no, it it the MacGuffin goes off, and and then <laughs> we're gonna the, we're gonna move the plot because of the MacGuffin. But when he like takes her pulse, so you're like, damn, she got straight up murdered in cold blood. I um, loved I love that moment. I love all of these somber moments in this movie are my favorite. Like watching an old man Indiana Jones check someone's pulse. It's like <laughs> that's that, that doesn't happen in the other Indiana Jones movies. Like I'm not gonna get better no. than that. Uh so no. good for Dial of Destiny in <laughs> I also think that there's a slight thing that kind of gets lost where it's like, I mean, they do play it up a little bit. It was like, and now Indiana Jones is wanted for murder, so he's got to escape. Yeah. Like, that seems to kind of go away. Well, he immediately quickly. takes his passport to the airport. Gets out of there. Uh, which we can't, we can't glide past uh, his ride to the airport. Um, but yeah, we do. Before that, we get the we get the horse running through the parade. We get the ticker tape parade as fun. he's escaping. That was fun the stuff. only sequence where I had a little bit of a edge of my seat feeling, really, mm-hmm. because um, you know I was worried about that horse. <laughs> yeah, I did not want the horse to get hit by a train. And you get a couple real shots of Harrison Ford on a horse. Not many, but a couple. <laughs> and that's always been a cool thing about Indiana Jones is like. Harrison Ford doesn't do his own stunts all the time, but he does ride a horse pretty well. Uh, it's yep. fun to watch. Yep, he can he can mount a horse still. Um, I don't think he was riding it through the subway himself. No. <laughs> I think that was I think that was Steve in the graphics department who was working on that particular <laughs> sequence. He was animating it, but um, yeah, it it looked cool. It was an exhilarating sequence. Uh, it's it's juxtaposed nicely with the like. The wave of the future being space and exploration, and he's the archaeologist, like stuck in the past. Like, hey, you know, visual metaphor, fun. Um, yeah, so you, it's you fun that Indiana that. Jones hates space. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Nazi doesn't care about space either. Uh, right. Also, just uh, shout out to this movie for for straight up not being afraid to say, hey, we should both kill and punch Nazis as often <laughs> as, as frequently as we can. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, uh, you know, I, I stay in a good Nazi punch, a good, I, I, I watched something recently um, talking about uh, Temple of Doom and how much fun it is that, you know, uh, we're not just dealing with Nazis again and how that's kind of a letdown of Last Crusade. I'm sorry, I, I could watch eight movies about 
Indiana Jones just fighting Nazis. They're my favorite people to kill on screen. Yeah, um, so. yeah. I have I have zero qualms about it. Yeah, yeah. Glad know, they're I'm, back. I'm, yeah, I'm you know what I mean. <laughs> to, yeah. to get punched. <laughs> Breaking news. Says he's glad the are back. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if you want to record that. You no. That well, out. a lot of people are. <laughs> it yeah, seems exactly. like a lot of people are, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not great. Um, so if you get the chance, punch a Nazi. That's 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 my recommendation. Well, as he's um, running from the U.S. government and the Nazis, we go to our old friend Sala's house. This is wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I love watching uh, John Rhys Davies um, as Gimli, uh, mm-hmm. as as Sala. Um, but here's the deal: John Rhys Davies is uh, a Welshman. <laughs> he is <laughs> not an Egyptian. A friend, a friend of the show, Kimatsimu. Um, was talking to me about that. He was like, they're just going to recast that guy? Even, And I was like, I always thought that he was living in Egypt, but he was, like, born, like, he, he was a, the, the son of a colonist. Like, I thought he was right. a white guy yeah, living yeah. in Egypt um, yeah. who just, like, grew up there. No, that's not his backstory at all. He's just a, a Welshman playing Sala. And um, that still happens, and the way they kind of compensate for that in this movie is they have a really jammed-in scene where it's like, oh, my children are here, and they're learning both about their Egyptian heritage and their American heritage, and it's just kind of like <laughs> trying to paste over. But my main problem with John Reese davies is uh, he's on record publicly as being an asshole, being an asshole about things he didn't need to talk about at all. Um mm. It's just like why why recast this man? Put in put in short round. <laughs> like what are we yeah. what are we doing? It would have been great. Um I will give him a shout out for for nailing his uh his close up take of wanting to have adventure again and take me with you, Indiana Jones. Like that that resonated in a way that's like I don't know if that's the character, if that's old man John Reese Davies <laughs> actually just talking you know what i mean yeah like that's that's the level of performance that he gave um but yeah it was a little jarring to see that particular role reprised in this yeah it's weird look at at my egyptian children yeah also (laughs) like i don't i don't know just i yeah just weird weird choice it does it doesn't stop me from enjoying the movie and his performance is fine but it was just kind of like well, you know, it's fun that I guess he's in it. Throwback. Yeah, well, that's I. Uh, again, like it's problematic casting from the '80s, but he's always like he's fun in that role. <laughs> like you yeah. know, it's a fun yeah. character. Um, yeah. When I was a child, one of my favorite things in Indiana Jones ever is when Marcus Brody and Sala are together, bumbling around, and he like punches the guy through the paper. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, but anyway, he's there and he's in the movie a little bit. Uh, no, quite yeah. more than I expected, honestly. Yeah, um, he got and, a couple. He got a couple scenes in, which is. I thought we were done with him at the airport. If I'm being honest, but. yeah. He sends we Indiana Jones of off. Him, yeah. He's like, "Good luck." And it, can I come? No, I'm. I am. I'm the movie star still. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You're too old. <laughs> you're lucky to get a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, he he gives a a nice little speech there. It's a nice moment. It it definitely plays into the themes of aging and facing your own 
hospitality in a lot uh-huh. of ways, which I think is a, a good uh, a good through line for this movie, especially when your movie star looks like he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna go overseas to North Africa. I think is kind of where we are, right? I, is I essentially. Don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm um, not, I'm not a uh, geologist or an anthropologist of any kind. I didn't of follow the <laughs> I didn't follow the map close enough to see exactly where <laughs> I don't we know were. Why I think said geologist. Let me take another swig of coffee. <laughs> I think it's Tang I think they're in Tangier, okay. um, which is Morocco. Um so they're in Morocco and and Helena is auctioning off the dial of destiny to to the highest bidder, which of course Indiana Jones can't stand for. One, uh, it probably belongs in a museum. Uh, and two, you know, you can't let it get into the hands of the Nazis. Uh, so then we get another big, everyone convenes in the same location at the same time. Walloping fun time, which leads to a big escape sequence. We're introduced to uh, this movie Skeleton Key, Teddy. Um, Teddy, who, okay. Yeah, I think his name is Teddy, the kid who unlocks about 15 different plot mechanics throughout this movie uh going forward including the fact that when we first meet him he's learning flight control which I, is like all right there's Chekhov's flight control yeah that kid's definitely yeah. gonna fly a plane later like uh, uh, really fun. ham-fisted <laughs> like here we yeah. go let's let's we really need to establish that it is Go back and watch it again just for all of the things that they make Teddy do as plot devices <laughs> of like, hey, Teddy, we're going to need you to fly a plane. Hey, Teddy, you need to be really good at uh, pickpocketing. Hey, Teddy, <laughs> by the way, uh, you can't swim, but someone's going to tell you how to swim. So when we throw you in the water, you know how to swim because we've got to solve that problem that we made for ourselves earlier. Uh, there's just a lot of like retrofitting teddy into yeah, some yeah. of the the plot you're just like it's just really fun to me yeah um like he teddy can be whatever you need him to be you know he's a utility knife if if you need him to slice dice he'll do it all um but yeah we, we're introduced to him learning to fly a plane uh, with like makeshift controls or whatever and some pilots like now what do you do with the yaw and it's like okay Teddy's going to fly a plane yeah. later. I'm very excited about that. Um, but this leads into the whole big like street chase where they're bumper cars and go-karts and whatever. It's, it's a really long it's sequence very of long. chasing through the street. Um, and and uh, it also continues to establish that uh, Indiana Jones and his goddaughter, Wombat, Helena, um, <laughs> yeah. they have a contentious relationship because she wants yes. to make money and he wants things in museums. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. I had seen where someone did like the Anakin Padme uh, meme, but reformatted as Indiana Jones, um, where he's like got the idol and he's like, this belongs in a museum. And someone's like, and it's country of origin, right? It just like keeps, <laughs> keeps smiling. It's country of origin, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway she we the most interesting thing that happens in this long again it's an old man driving a golf cart like yeah. for 30 minutes a really fast golf cart that holds fast. up to a lot of damage <laughs> yeah. a lot but at the end of that they get cornered um and then oh a gang shows up because helena was 
Boinkin, the the leader of the gang. Right. Or, um, I almost forgot about the third party that's introduced into that. Yeah. It's a it's a little weird um, how it unfolds, but I also, do like. Shout out I to like... you using the word boinking just now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm assuming here, but uh, <laughs> I think no, that... I think she was boinking. I think it's... you're right. There and... was definite boinking occurring. And she she gets to be the um you know oh she gets to uh she gets to take on some of the the uh the attributes of the young man Indiana Jones in yeah. her character she's the rascal she's the one getting him into trouble um and it's it's not great but it's fine <laughs> I think it's like I was like okay cool this is funny I guess yeah. <laughs> um, and then what happens? You see what happens after uh, that? They get uh, away. They get out of it. They get out of it. And they <laughs> immediately they run it. into the Nazis after that. Because yeah, they're running I, from the people they stole the dial from at the auction. And yes. they've just escaped the Nazis. But then Teddy like walks around a corner and they're the Nazis right. pulling up on a boat. Yeah. They end up in the Aegean Sea. <laughs> yeah, they go see Antonio Banderas. Yes, so they 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 follow the Nazis to Greece to go deep sea diving for the key to get to the other half of the Dial of Destiny. It's very Rise of Skywalker, this movie, isn't it? Yes, but somehow not as ham-fisted. Today. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's a lot of this movie I think is as ham-fisted as Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Maybe I worse. It, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it bothered me as much in this because I expect this from Indiana Jones where it's like the MacGuffin is as big a point of the story as anything. Whereas Star Wars, I was like, why are you yeah, Indiana yeah. Jonesing my Star Wars movie? You know what yeah, I mean? Fair enough. Because it felt like they were Indiana Jones in my Star Wars. It does feel like a Crystal Skull. There are a lot of Crystal Skull sequences in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so they follow them to Greece, where we meet up with Indiana Jones's Frogman, played by Antonio Banderas, who, spoiler, is going to get murdered in cold blood in front of our faces, uh, uh-huh. just like the rest of his crew. Again, the murder train keeps on rolling. Uh, but before that... He's developed a diving technique, which I guess is cutting edge for 1969, where you can stay underwater for three minutes because we find out that the wreckage of the ship that had the initial part of the Dial of Destiny that has been discovered is currently in possession of the Nazi is the other portion that leads to it was on the same ship but fell down off of the ocean shelf down to the floor further down so they're gonna they're gonna do a three minute dive down to where the other part of the wreckage of this this is all very clumsy um you are correct in in stating this where it's like i'm having a hard time following it but i kind of don't care because like i get it i yeah just to move it forward i didn't i didn't love the setup for it but uh i used to scuba dive and it was cool to be like all right they didn't really have the tech back then like that's kind of an interesting like period thing to do is like yeah. we're gonna do some old school diving like that uh, it's interesting um did you did you have any hesitancy about going to the bottom of the ocean after that thing exploded not too long ago what thing exploded oh that little that little titanic <laughs> guy 
Um, you know, I, I I thought it would be an amazing end to this movie. If Eric <laughs> Indiana Jones just died at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I realized also that it was just like an excuse for them to be like, we need 20 more minutes <laughs> without with just CG. Piece. We need yeah. something we won't have to have, it, have to yeah. pay Harrison anything for. Um, and it's it's yeah. really, you know, it's it's this scene does represent exactly how even in a CG world, these sequences are not as clever as the old ones. And yeah. just that the whole thing is like there are eels in there. Oh, those kind of look like snakes. No, they don't. Water snakes. They go down there, and of course, oh no, there are eels down there, yeah. and that's kind yeah. of it. <laughs> like it's yeah. just like, all right, it's eels. not as clever. It's... <laughs> I don't know. Antonio Banderas is funny in his yeah, yeah. brief appearance in this movie. I really liked him. I, I did like, too. Yeah. It's a weird. I wish, wish we hadn't killed him so quickly. But the you only know, clever he's, thing, he's good. The only clever thing is I, and I could be making this up. They're like coming up. And there's a shot of someone falling off the boat into the water yeah. shot. And I can't even remember if they introduced the Nazi. Or maybe it's just the boat pulling up. But yeah. it was cool to get the reveal underwater of an oh shit moment. Like, they, they cut really to grasping at straws here. They, <laughs> that was cool. They cut to the wide of of the Nazi boat coming in. Oh, and then, no. They should have done the opposite. They should They should have done the opposite, which is much more affecting which is the underwater shot when it is right next to the boat you're yeah. like oh shit yeah. um so and i'm only saying that because i watched jaws the other day because fourth of july you know like everything underwater is so much more affecting when you don't see what's necessarily above it yeah um but if you sense it coming from a distance but yeah the shot whenever it's right next to the boat and things start going to hell because the nazis are coming uh is pretty good uh, of course, we have discovered amazingly the tablet that we need that's got the code that must be deciphered by one of our, our two heroes at this point, which, of course, the Nazis can't do. They're not that smart, uh, which is why Antonio Banderas bites the dust because India is, is refusing to do it. And uh, Helena says, you know what, I'll translate this cipher for you so you can go find the other half. There's a lot of like Archimedes stuff that I'm just like all right, we're solving puzzles and it's like a Dan Brown novel yeah. and it's kind of fun, whatever. It's it's fine. I I do realize that a lot of what I liked about Indiana Jones growing up is, uh, you know, I went to church every Sunday um, and it was fun to have that mythology that wasn't like actual Bible stories, but like something about it had like gravitas to me because that's the yeah. culture I grew up in is like, oh, this is the last crusade is about the cup of Christ. Like that yeah. makes sense as a thing that has weight. The Archimedes stuff is, yeah, like you said, a little Dan Brown, a little out of my wheelhouse, where I'm just like, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, shout out Archimedes, we're not knocking you, appreciate all your work with mathematics and stuff, but just not as familiar with all of your work and your iconography is is not quite as iconic as the Cup of Christ or the Ark of the Covenant, you know, Um, just sort of like the Dial of Destiny. It does something with space and time. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, I guess it's so. also just like Archimedes is start like this movie brings up a lot about this is about math. It's not about magic. Like, yes. And I buy that less than starting from a place of magic because I don't believe that Archimedes, however smart he was, could have ever grasped time travel 
3,000 years ago or whatever, you know? I do believe that if you're going to say this is about ghosts or space aliens, I'm like, all right, fine. I guess, (laughs) sure. Anyway, I don't know. It's fine. She's Uh, she's translating the tablet. She is trans. I did want to shout out, there's a moment in this that is very reminiscent of the Force Awakens moment for me, where Harrison Ford puts on his big boy acting pants and sells the hell out of some stuff Uh in the movie. It's in Force Awakens when it's like, it's real, all of it. And in this movie, he's got a moment where he's like, I've seen things Uh that I can't comprehend. And it's like, the speech that he gives there is like, I was like, is he doing the Force Awakens thing again? Because he's <laughs> yeah. just like, he is selling it so completely where it's like, oh yeah, he is a movie star who can, if if he needs to sell the audience and say, hey, you, you should believe in the magic that you're seeing on the screen. You put those words in his mouth and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. 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 Magic. Things that are completely impossible. It's like, there is the the world of like magical realism that this exists in where it's like, Yes, it's reality, but there's also stuff that cannot be explained, and it's like, he just sells that immediately. It's and a he, great place got... to get sentimental, I feel like. It is, Without yeah. it being too directly fan service um, where he's just like, yeah, I'm old and I believe in things I didn't used to believe in. It's basically, like, the gist of it. But, yeah. like, uh, I'm, <laughs> you know... I'm not getting that old, but I am feeling my mortality more, more and more. So it's like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff uh, does well for me. Um, and that scene, I mean, seeing that, Harrison I always, Ford this old in this movie, yeah, it definitely yeah. makes me go, "Shit, he's gonna be dead soon." Yeah, wow. it's, it's, so am I. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Time flies, man. And you that's know? I liked that moment. That moment is also where we get the weird, like, so if you could go back in time and change anything, and he's like. I would go back to stop my son from joining the war, you know, because he died in the war. You understand? He's dead now. And it more importantly, it destroyed my marriage. <laughs> like, he's like, he's less concerned about my, it's a little, it's just a little weird <laughs> that, um, he shoehorns it in, you know, it's, it's... <laughs> Like, he does, there are, I don't know, it's just so funny that, like, at a certain point, when they were writing this movie, they're like, so what do we do about mutt, you know? <laughs> and they're like, we gotta solve the mutt problem. I, well, what if we kill him in Vietnam, and then make it a very specific motivating factor for our heroes? Like, done. Problem solved. We can wash our hands of mutt. Yeah, I, I never had, I never hated mutt so much i don't think um but i do like it as a uh i do like that the starting we start this movie where we start it which is like oh our hero is old and he's probably gonna die alone <laughs> like that's like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the future he is anticipating um yeah. but anyway they 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 convince they get away from the nazis on the boat there's dynamite involved um yes, there is <laughs> uh then we get one of my favorite things in the movie because the murders similarly to uh our murders in the college is you really do get a sense of like wait these are just normal people who have been caught up in this because of indiana jones and and they get they get destroyed because of it uh and it's pretty somber and they're running away and um helena is like 
oh man, this is great. We got the treasure. And Indiana Jones is like, my friend was just murdered. Like, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's it's so funny to call that moment out where he is just like, my friend just died. <laughs> and she's like, oh, sorry. Sure. <laughs> but I like I it because there, I like I almost completely <laughs> forgot about the traumatic murders that happened in front of me. This is fantastic. He's like, did you forget about my friend? <laughs> and his crew? <laughs> and, it's, and the who 17 you wanted people to who got us there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, it, oh, I thought it was, it was really interesting because like she's exactly, you know, what Indiana Jones would have done in yes. the prior movies. 100%, like 100%. Completely yes. moving along. And uh, I don't know, maybe... Maybe it's just because it's the only new thing, but yeah, it's my favorite thing in the movie is that Indiana Jones is affected by people dying now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was really funny because it like not that there's a casualness to how people are murdered, but in these movies, you do move on pretty quickly when Antonio been killed and when anyone else is killed, you're like, okay, we take our moment, we move on. The fact that he is like, no, stop the movie. My friend's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, the stakes of that sequence uh, feel much higher. Um, I, I don't know than a lot of other chunks of the movie because it is like, oh, he's going to watch his buddy die in front of him uh, versus uh, a long CG chase, which I'm sure we're on the way to. What happens next? Uh, a long CG chase. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they they... They've got. Uh, oh, they go to the cave. They go to the, the yes. forest yeah, place. So we we've got to travel by plane out. So they they've shot Indiana Jones in the shoulder. Wait, no, 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 not yet. No, at not all. yet. We've got a whole other chunk of oh, the movie. Shit. We got to go to the caves, right? We do have to go to the caves, because then we've got to go but back in time. They go um, to a yes. place. They go to it. This is their, this is really the, they, the tomb exploration sequence. They go basically. to the, uh, the, no, the ear of Dionysus. Yeah. Which is um, like roped off. They go in yeah. there. They do some, some classic Indiana Jones, like, oh, well, we got to go over here and we got to open the thing. We get a sequence of Indiana Jones climbing a wall, talking about his vertebrae being turned to dust or whatever. <laughs> I've been shot nine times because he's about to get shot again for shadowing. Uh-huh. He can take a bullet. We've got to remember that. Um, they find they, the tomb of Archimedes. They find the tomb of Archimedes who has a wristwatch. Well, how can that be? Wristwatches won't be invented for centuries. There are eagles with <gasps> propellers on the wings. On there the... are propellers. How is this occurring? What did Archimedes I... know? And I thought the the imagery on the coffin was very like uh, Americana, like uh, like it looked like the tomb of a founding father more than the tomb of Archimedes to me. So I thought somehow that was going to wrap in. It doesn't. But anyway, nope. it's like there's some Just anachronisms in yeah. the in the coffin, and that's all you need to know. Uh, so we do get another fantastic confrontation again. Uh, we've got Teddy being a skeleton key for various things that happen here. Um, he's been abducted, right? He's Already? been abducted. He has previously been abducted. They are chasing after the Nazis because the Nazis got Teddy. 
which is no. They're going to beat turning... them. They're going to beat them to the tomb because don't worry, they didn't kill Teddy. They need him, so we're going to beat need... them to the tomb, right. and then they'll show up with Teddy. Another another skeleton key plot point for Teddy of getting everybody. Oh no, they need Teddy because he's got information. And on they are where not concerned going. about him at all. Really, they're like, they're like we're just going to get the dial of destiny, yeah. and if Teddy's alive, great. If he's dead. <laughs> Sorry, we'll mourn him uh, briefly and move on. Um, it is very convoluted trying to remember what happens and why it happens, but who cares? Yeah. Um, so, yes, Teddy murders the biggest Nazi uh, underwater. The most brutal uh, death in the whole the movie. The sickest kill of a Nazi <laughs> yeah. that exists in the movie is when Teddy handcuffs him underwater to a cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like damn teddy <laughs> yeah, yeah i was um i was just like that happened i was just like that's fucked up like, that's <laughs> crazy it is a crazy kill by a nine-year-old yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa the big um, and he's like the big bruiser nazis the giant yeah, the biggest nazi you can imagine is he uh because there's um there's like some american nazis who are like yeah they're like we love this mads mickelson guy and we're you yeah. know we're hateful yeah. american people is he american or is he german that one the big one yeah i feel like the big one might be german the mustache guy is definitely one yeah. of those southern fried nuts yeah um he was teaching himself german in the beginning of the movie <laughs> uh yeah so all of this shit happens in this <laughs> cave um teddy comes got... back and they get out yeah teddy uh, sneaky sneaky teddy um helps helps them escape kind of he helps helena escape indiana jones gets shot no he doesn't yet. Connect... he still doesn't yet. when the fuck he gets he shot get in shot? the plane right he gets shot bef- and then they take him on the plane okay okay because okay, that's so right he gets happens... shot and captured yeah. in that sequence because there's a gunfight there's a the first gunfight where harrison ford gets a gun yes. and i was but... very grateful um like, I'm not a fan of gun violence, <laughs> but in my in my Indiana Jones movies, I want to see Harrison Ford shoot some people with a with There's a handgun. There's two things I've learned about you from this podcast: you're glad Nazis are back, and you love gun violence. <laughs> um, but we didn't get that in Crystal Skull at all, uh, and it was satisfying no. to see Harrison Ford shoot shoot some Nazis. Yeah. So he the the dial is connected. Mads Mikkelsen now has Archimedes' full completed dial. <laughs> destiny uh harrison ford uh aka indiana jones <laughs> is shot in the shoulder helena and teddy escape they've bagged his head they're taking him on the plane helena tells teddy to go fly a plane where she asks him if he can fly a plane he takes off and she's kind of like oh no wait uh no he's doing it anyway so- she gets on a motorcycle and chases the nazi plane as they're escaping and boards through the landing here. Yeah, yeah. And this is all happening because maybe the the most clever thing about the movie is you know the what they I'm sure were in their heads were like this is what the movie is is our lead Nazi is doing the classic I'm going to go back in time and kill Hitler. Uh he wants you, to kill Hitler it. too because he's going to he's going to win the war. Uh and that's I thought that was He's going to out Hitler twist. Hitler. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was Especially reading it on paper is like the classic, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? The answer being yes, because I want to do <laughs> I want to do uh, World War II better from a, you know, as a Nazi. I thought that was a lot of fun. I was like, All right, this, let's, this is cool. 
Let's let's play a little. Let's have a little uh, ethics uh, moment here. Uh-huh. Would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler <laughs> if he was a baby? No mustache. No. No Zig Heiling. But he's a baby. No, I'm not messing with the timelines, BC. But my problem isn't with him being a child. I'd go back in time and punch him a few times for, for good measure. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be messing with the timelines. It's too dangerous, BC. Wouldn't do anything in the past. I think I'd kill baby Hitler. All right. I mean, yeah, it's not like we're it's not like we're approaching a golden age or anything now. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll take my chances. I was like, I don't want to mess up the. Hmm. Wait a second. No, but like the shot is like you, you know you've like traveled back in time and you're sitting there and there's like baby Hitler in the cradle and you're like, what if I mess with the timeline? And then you cut to like present day and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. there's still Nazis running around the country. <laughs> <laughs> there's people trying to overthrow the government. The planet is dying. Capitalism is running wild. <laughs> Our planet is falling apart. Like, maybe I should kill this fucking baby. <laughs> Just poke his eye out. <laughs> 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 Done. <laughs> How much will this going to be? They're flying, so the, we got all these Nazis who were cosplaying in their era-appropriate Nazi bomber plane because they're going back yeah. to Germany. Yeah, um, where they're going to kill Hitler. The way the Dial of Destiny works is it predicts the fissures in time, uh, which sure. are, are big, big holes in the sky <laughs> that go to the past. Yeah. Literal fissures in the sky. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Helena gets aboard the plane. Like you said, Indiana Jones has been shot. He's on the plane. Not sure why he's still alive. Uh, but they're like, Dr. Jones, come watch this. <laughs> um, Teddy is flying behind him where the pilot wakes up in the back of the plane after several like minutes after takeoff. Which... My favorite Teddy McGuffin is like, well, we need to have a plane there because we're going to blow the other one up. So, <laughs> yeah. Just Teddy have and a pilot follow. should probably be there just in case, you know? <laughs> have him follow for no apparent reason. Yeah. I don't like that there's a guy on the plane with Teddy. Anyway, uh, the, the big reveal here is, oh, Archimedes didn't know about continental drift, so you're not going to where you think they are, or where you think you are, and they go anyway. Um, and they, they go through time, and this BC was fun. This was like, yeah, I, I was this. like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen on the screen next. Like, I loved it. And I'm, I'm I interested. I love this a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, I, the fact that, like, we're going back to the siege of Syracuse in ancient Roman times, <laughs> and we're dropping a warplane in there. I'm like, hell yeah, let's just go for it. Let's yeah, just yeah. do this entire sequence. At this point, let me see something fun. Uh, and that was a great moment, because a lot of times in movies, you, you don't get the payoff. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that is one of the benefits of it being all digital, is you at least get the payoff of getting to see what's on the yes. other side of the portal. Yeah. Instead of some, like, you know, I I imagined it could have been a Last Crusade moment where it's like, we shouldn't go back or whatever. It's like, no, nope, yeah. they go. There's, there's, a, they're in a plane and there are, those are triremes. This is actually, <laughs> the, yeah, the Siege of Syracuse. <laughs> And um, we are in 212 BC, <laughs> not 1939. <laughs> you and missed because of continental drift. One of my top five things in the movie BC is the uh, <laughs> the soldiers 
are the the ancient soldiers are just kind of like oh yeah those are dragons <laughs> they're like not really that <laughs> perturbed they just start shooting at this this thing yeah. and, and we get a lot of shots of nazis being impaled by giant like giant huge, metal spears huge spears yeah <laughs> it's very fun the nazis are going crazy i guess out of fear or whatever they're just shooting everybody um yeah. it's a mess yeah. It's, it's a crazy Archimedes shows up and is like Eureka! <laughs> like, it's all he's, very stupid. He's, he's making his his current dial of yeah, destiny during the battle. He's just during the battle. <laughs> um, yeah, the it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all very <laughs> exciting. Uh, of course, the good guys get off of the plane. The plane crashes. The Nazis die. Archimedes runs up to Indiana Jones and you know have a little chat yeah and the 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 big moment is indian jones says leave me here yeah let me, let me die stay. here because he's let bleeding he's bleeding out still i guess seems like yeah, he's been there's not much of a ticking ch- clock on that yeah. wound but um and you know i get it if you're at the siege of syracuse you know it might, might be a, it's a scenic spot to yeah, die on I a hill it, i thought it would have been a good a good ending, honestly. It's like if he gets to just lay here and die, that's kind of an yeah, interesting like, end to this whole like thing. Like if he goes hillside, like watching history that he's spent his life studying, he explains it very well. I'm yeah. like, just leave him. Yeah. Let yeah. him die yeah. there. He's old. He's <laughs> yeah. shot. Like But no. He gets punched in the face, knocked out, and dragged back to present day. Which I thought, I thought was, uh, I don't know, I thought it was a funny moment. Like, I think it could have, it could be read as, like, this is really stupid. Um, yeah. But I don't know, I like that she's just, like, knocks him out and is like, yeah. too bad, you gotta get out of she here. She Indiana Jones is his <laughs> yeah, ass. Yeah. Like, she, she takes charge and is like, no, you, you're gonna mess things up. We're gonna take you back to, you know, 1969. And I'm gonna let Marion know that you're back, baby. You yeah. know, Indy's back. So we get we get the sequence. We see we see Marion again. Mm-hmm. They're reunited. We get a little callback to where doesn't it hurt? Give us some little smoochies. It's very tender, very sweet. Yeah, I I could have done without the direct callback to you know them and Raiders uh, is yeah. a little a little much for me. But but overall, watching. Um, like Marion's younger than than Indiana Jones for sure, but we're still so rarely do you see in media like tenderness and genuine love, or at least in the media I consume between like <laughs> yeah, between yeah, yeah. like aging adults. Um, yes, I, I don't know. It was really touching, uh, and I'm glad she was. was back, even if it's just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that she's kind of presented uh, as the love of his life throughout you know the series at this point and um yeah they, they have a little smooch and then there's a reference to them getting it on <laughs> and uh i i wanted so we get the, the the last shot is like the zoom into the hat on the clothesline and there's yeah. a hand that reaches out and grabs the hat i was waiting for the the hand to come out and i was hoping it was going to be clearly marion's hand grabbing the hat to be like put this on you know it makes you look two years younger yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be Mutt returned from the grave <laughs> and saying, I'm the new Indiana Jones. I, and then I, a credits roll. I was, of course, wondering if Mutt was going to be rescued at any point yeah. because of the dial. Like, I thought that that might be a reveal. Like, Marion shows up and then Mutt is there because she, Helena, has been having adventures in time 
you know, yeah. while he's been in a coma or whatever. But I'm glad yeah. we didn't get that. It is kind of a yes. bittersweet ending. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good moment and very like, uh, yeah, our son is dead. <laughs> like we're old and kind of sad, but we have each other. We have each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice. Great. It's nice. I liked it's it. It's a nice old people movie. Um, <laughs> that being said, I don't think it's resonating with mass audience. No. Uh, box office has been a little slumpy, but I will say as much as we picked apart a lot of stuff, I sat down, I had a soda and a popcorn and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Is it good? No. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it one of my favorite movies of all time? No. But I am very glad that I had the experience. Like I do love like sitting in a theater, getting John Williams blasted at me. Um, shout out to him for being even older than Harrison Ford and still doing the work. Um, yeah. He's, you know, still, still doing the thing. Uh, I, so yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's better than crystal skull for me. I would rather watch this than crystal skull again. I, I you know, I, you can't, com- I don't think you can compare this to the original trilogy movies really no. because they're of, they're completely different things. You know, it's why we love those they... originals so much because of how they were made. These are just completely different. I just wish that they would have taken a completely different approach. I mean, I think the yeah. original approach would have worked better for this anyway, which is let's keep it a little smaller and keep it a little practical. Like if this movie had had the same themes and same storyline, but instead was an hour and a half long and the three action sequences were were more practical, like it's just like yes. a shootout after some tension. Um, yeah or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot here that could have been better. Uh, my biggest problem with the movie is that I was bored at like mm-hmm. different stretches. I was sitting there like, uh, and, and my wife enjoyed it. We were up past her bedtime to see it. Um, so I was a little bit like, Oh, I hope she's going to make it through. <laughs> like right. when I'm all asleep. She, she had a great time. It was awake the whole time. I think I'll enjoy it more on a second watch. I do think I'll watch it again. And yeah, I'm more likely to watch this than uh, Crystal Skull. Maybe just because I've seen Crystal Skull a lot, but uh, I don't know. I'm glad it exists. You know, like that's that's I where too. I stand on it. Um, and I think yeah. it'll be really interesting to watch when I'm like 70 or 80 and be like, look at this weird thing from <laughs> from a while ago. Uh, Remember this dusty old relic? Yeah. I don't know. It it, it makes me think about like cinema in a larger context like you know we've talked a lot about the original practicality of this and the cgi of what this is i do wonder if we're ever going to be like hey is anyone else just really tired of cgi movies like let's go back to doing big scale movies with like practical practical effects like i hope at some point in our lives like well, people Max. like us are just old enough and in charge and we're like we're gonna do this the old way Mad Max rules. Yeah. That is one yeah. of the best theatrical experiences I've ever had because Same. they made it that way. You know what I mean? And it is it is very much uh it feels like an Indiana Jones movie to me in that you've got a main character who mostly is getting the shit kicked out of him the entire <laughs> time and these like practical long yes. chase sequences. Yes. Uh because that's what Indiana Jones boils down to for me is like 
he is at his best when he is being chased and being punched. Like, you know, like <laughs> when he is being desperate and escaping situations. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, you know, there's that moment in Crystal Skull where he's looking around in the bomb test site trying to figure out what to do. And that is like that, like kind of looking around <laughs> like wide eyed. That's what Indiana yeah. Jones is uh, to me. Um, not a lot of that in this movie. Uh, but like I said, I'll take it. There's some weird yeah. stuff in it, and um, I'm grateful to have gotten a one last uh, Indiana Jones movie, even if it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Uh, what's your ranking, BC? Where do you rank the Indiana Jones movies? Man, it's really hard for me to decide between Raiders and Last Crusade. Uh, it's like a 1A, 1B sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think I, I edge... Raiders just narrowly above Last Crusade, but they're interchange. I could pop on either one of those and just be so content and so happy. Um, Temple of Doom sits closer to to the most recent movies for me. I, I just don't it, that one. I don't They've have all, as much affinity for. Well, actually, uh, Last Crusade has aged pretty well because mostly you're just killing Nazis in that movie. They've all. <laughs> Uh, Raiders, there's some stuff that hasn't aged perfectly. Like, there's yeah. the whole Marion thing where it's like, you, you know, you, hey, you, I was a child, and you, like, it's great. It's a great scene. It's incredible. Yeah. But there's, there's some things in Raiders that are a little like, Ugh. Temple of Doom is like, this is offensive to me. It's cringy. <laughs> like, this is like, <laughs> some cringy this stuff is rough. Like, mm. I get that you can yeah. watch Temple of Doom and be like, whatever, it's a pulp. It's like, you know, take it for what it is. It's silly, but I also know that a million billion white kids watch that movie and watch the eating snakes alive and monkey brain, like all this just insensitive stuff, yes. and then made jokes about it. <laughs> like yeah. it definitely informed, like that movie informed some yeah. racism, whether or not it's responsible for it. You know, yeah. like uh, it makes me uncomfortable to watch. But there's a lot of really cool shit in that movie too. There is, um, there is cool stuff in it. Um, but I, I think my initial trauma from seeing it as a child is kind of like, I keep it at arm's length, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's enough. fine, there's cool stuff, but it scared me as a child, so, yeah, and then, yeah, Crystal Skull's behind Dial-Up Destiny. Okay. Yeah, I, I would put um, Last Crusade first. I rewatched the original trilogy before watching these and came away being like, I do love Raiders very, very much. Last Crusade is my favorite by far. Uh, mm. Like, uh, definitely number one. Raiders number two. I, I, I'll put I'll put Temple of Doom at number three, just because the sequences that I love I I like a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I'll put this one ahead of Crystal Skull for now. BC. I mean, why not? Give it, give I think just the edge. novelty the novelty of how old. Like Harrison Ford is, and and the weird theming of all that. Uh, put it in number four. I think it's a good list. Yeah. Uh, if you liked it, let us know. Comment, yeah. like, subscribe, do all the things you do <laughs> on social media. Now this is a little bit of a covert release for the Cargo Bay BC. We mostly talk about Star Wars trading cards now. But we did this mostly for us, I think. Yeah, we just <laughs> wanted to talk about Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, uh, Normies Like Us, we were going to do a co-episode with them. I know they have released an episode. Uh, if you want to hear maybe people who do a movie podcast all the time talk about this, 
highly recommend normies like us. But, uh, yeah, thanks, BC. Thanks for letting me ramble about our old pal Indiana Jones hey. one last time. Thanks for letting me ramble, too, and for bringing up the word boink. Hey, you know, this is going to boink your brains out right here, BC. <laughs> Say goodbye to Indiana Jones until I become Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> last, last, I do want to ask BC you yes. ever want to see Indiana Jones recast no I don't think so <laughs> nah, Just let it, I'd say let Indiana Jones go away you can have another another action hero it's fine. I think we could have another 30 minute conversation about like the future of IP and what's yeah. going to happen when all these IP people start dying yeah. uh, and the larger implications of what like the deep fake and uh, oh, resurrecting so people bad. after they're dead is which is all really horrible but it's like, why, why, I mean, recast, whatever, fine. Or just write a carbon copy of Indiana Jones, which everyone's been doing. Yeah. And m make something else. Do something new. Indiana Jones is going to end. Start something else. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. I want to ride off into the sunset. Not Never yep. again. <laughs> Thanks for the ride. Never again. <laughs> All right, we're done. All Appreciate right. you. Bye forever. <laughs> Bye, y'all.